Welcome back to the 71th floor, where we're going to discuss the second episode of The Real Housewives of Melbourne, Season 5. I'm Chad, and I'm up here on the 71th floor of the Eureka Sky Deck overlooking the gorgeous Melbourne city with Jacobina and Luke. Let's get straight into it. Time to pop the Prosecco. I'm on my way. I'm a global citizen. Blink and you'll miss me. I'm building an emerald empire that'll have you green with envy. Hello. Hello. Hi, darling. Hello. (laughs) Gorgeous. Oh, my God. We're back for a second episode. We didn't get cancelled. I can't can't believe it. Second episode already. What? Look, we've we've learned and we've grown a lot from the second episode. I think we've um, taken some of the feedback on board. We have. There's, we've we've um, overcome a few tech issues. I think we'll be good to go. Yeah, some pre-podcast jitters. Yes, we're <laughs> yeah we're ready to go. What are you guys drinking tonight? I've got a lovely prosecco in a plastic glass because I'm moving house this week. <laughs> so I've had to pack up all of my glasses. So I've got this gorgeous little plastic uh, plastic wine tumbler. It's very chic. Where are you moving, though? Because I think it's topical. <laughs> well, it is topical. I mean, right, right this minute, I'm moving to Mount Albert, to my parents' house. <laughs> but uh, where I will eventually be moving is to none other than Paran, Melbourne. Uh, when gorgeous. when Mr. Dan Andrews lets me in. Absolutely. That is gorgeous. And Mount Albert's in Auckland, New Zealand for our international listeners, because I did look on the map of where our listeners are, and we have some people over in America listening. We had a listener from the UK, so hello to everyone. Hello. <laughs> We've gone international week one. That's Fantastic. That's stunning. And we have 71 followers on our Instagram, so it's only oh. it's only fitting. <laughs> it's auspicious. Oh my goodness. I love that. <laughs> and you can follow us at 71th Floor on Instagram or the 71th Floor um, on Twitter. Tonight, guys, um, after last week's shock reveal of my champagne glasses, I am drinking this week officially from Kyla Kirkpatrick's champagne glass. Um, I'm drinking Prosecco, though. (laughs) She will be rolling at the moment. My goodness. I was going to say rolling in her grave. She's not dead, but (laughs) she will be when she hears this. I know. Chad, what are you drinking tonight? Well, funny you say that, actually. Um, We did receive in the week a note from a listener, um, a listener, Georgia, um, she sent through a note saying, we need Chad to drink a couple more pals beforehand and be a bit more chaotic <laughs> on the podcast. Not a drag on Chad, but he's just iconic and that's going to be the entertainment factor. So for you, Georgia. Wow. <laughs> for you, Georgia, I'm on the pals this evening. Um, the new mango, pineapple and soda flavour. So cheers to that. Gorgeous. Georgia said, you need to snap the fuck out of it. <laughs> She definitely did. (laughs) Why no La Mascara? What happened to that? You know what? I'm dying to try get my hands on some La Mascara. I think... La Mascara. La Mascara. That would just make our evening on the 71 floor. If I could find it in a liquor store, you can bet that I would be drinking it every time I went out. (laughs) How iconic. (laughs) It could taste like piss and I'd still (laughs) drink it. (laughs) There's got to be some, there's got to be some like 
I don't know, some down back alley Dan Murphy that will fucking yeah, have some a... expired stock. We'll drink it <laughs> for us, Jackie. If you're listening and you've got some La Mascara sitting in your um, storage Garage. locker in your apartment, we'll pay top dollar. Um, we we are interested. We we would like to purchase that off you if that's possible. Send it our way. <laughs> I mean, we should just get straight into the episode. The girls are still drinking at the soak bar. We pick up exactly where we left off. They're sort of dealing with the unresolved drama from last time but I was not really paying attention because I was just looking for myself in the background the whole time. (laughs) We see Kyla, Simone, and Jackie sitting off to one side by themselves while the other three are off getting pedicures. And this was the moment I walked past them at Soap Bar and was taking photos, but I did not see myself in the episode, so... It's a roller coaster of emotions for us, but... uh... (laughs) It is, it is. At least we knew you were there, and our listeners know you were there. So that's the important thing, right? Yes, we posted a photo from outside the Soap Bar on our Instagram, 71th floor, so you can check that out. And so Kyla was kind of a bit miffed by Janet's comments last week, um, sort of accusing her of... Uh, you know, trying to trying to tell her friends that she wasn't quite, they weren't up to scratch with their fashion. And um, Kyla said, it's just a bit of Chinese whispers. Now, I wanted to know why are the whispers Chinese? What about, what about these accusations are Chinese whispers necessarily? I don't know. I don't know either. But um, <laughs> as Jackie said, it's all a bit boom booms. <laughs> I've got it written down here on my notes as boom booms. What? Boom. <laughs> What is what is a boom boom or a bomb bomb? I have no idea. <laughs> I wonder if she's already kind of getting herself into the you know newborn mother True. like mindset, and she's kind of got that like baby chat going on already because we, we've heard a bit of it before. Like last week when she was describing Simone, she's all boom boom boom. Like seems to be like a really kind of prominent part of her vernacular at the moment. <laughs> shine 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 boom boom boom. 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 Well, they're still going in on Kyla a little bit, and apparently it's all about the world according to Kyla. And in my opinion, the world according to Kyla sounds quite amazing. Mm. Have you guys ever told one of your friends to step their fashion up? Probably in, in, in gentler terms, but I've definitely kind of had uh, had a little bit of encouragement to sort of up my game a bit, but but in like a loving way, in a supportive way. So. Who from? Oh, from, just from producer Tammy, possibly. <laughs> But, but no, it's like, no shade, no shade. I'm better for it. You know, like it'll be like when you're out shopping and it's like, oh no, let's, let's not look at that one, but let's look at these ones. I think these ones will look great on you. It's perfect. It's what I need. Producer Tammy said, I never said that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I believe Kyla in this situation and Janet does sort of renege on going so hard at her and she does apologize. But I mean, Chinese whispers, he said, she said, what do you guys think? Because I believe Kyla. I mean, it was probably just a harmless little step your fashion. I do sort of believe Kyla, but then I really enjoyed, I can't remember who said it, but someone said that Kyla kind of liked to be in the director's seat. And this this made me chuckle because we'd seen this article in a magazine earlier where Janet had said that on set, Kyla had called cut. <laughs> Which, like, I know. when you're filming a reality <laughs> show, the talent does not get to decide when when the filming stops. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of am suspicious of Kyla. I think she could be a little, little bit of a control freak. Cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> your word say, your word goes when you're Kyla. I think, I think that's I'm getting very that from exactly. It was actually 
It was actually Cherry that said that, and she said she wasn't being mean, and she likes dishing out the orders. I thought that was, um, yeah, it's the world according to Kyla, and I just think... Very that. I think that's the theme of season five. But anyway, they resolve it, and it's all, you know, it's harmless hearsay. It's harmless he, he said, she said. <laughs> Spit it out. Spit it out. <laughs> Can, <laughs> Can I spock? Can I spock? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the girls finish up their time at Soak Bar and Jackie pulls them all aside and she sort of rounds out the day with a a sort of more somber conversation and she actually talks about her miscarriage um, that she had five months earlier. Um, And this is quite sad. and It's really sad, yeah. Yeah, we see it in the girls' reactions. And, um, I mean, I think Jackie may have already been pregnant well, I think we know Jackie was pregnant yeah. when filming started because she was pregnant at the cast announcement. So they've definitely like backdated the way they're telling the storyline and she's not drinking and all of these things. So it is sad, but I think we see in, in a later scene when she tells Ben, her husband, that um, she is pregnant and they don't want to tell people for a few months. So Obviously, they're not going to do that in real time on the show. So I think it's safe to assume that at this point, Jackie is already pregnant. Yeah. I mean, it's great storytelling, isn't it? Mm. Like, I mean, it's it's better to kind of take us on the journey um, and kind of watch it happen it, rather than just tell us, like, oh, it's not pregnant, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, I've, I think they've they've done a pretty good job at sort of building this up. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a really cute moment. So That's cute. And, I mean, she told him at Harlow Bar, which is in Richmond, and... Jackie doesn't like the word bogan, but I wouldn't necessarily call them that. Harlow is not the most gorgeous place in the world. And you want to talk shit now? Let's talk the real <laughs> shit. You know, you know what? I am gonna talk. I am gonna talk the real shit Spit because the last time I was there, I did something pretty bogan, to be honest. And well, not I didn't go there and act bogan, but the last time I was there, I was at dinner with my coworker, and I ended up sleeping with him. So. That's pretty... That was a wow moment. That was wow. <laughs> that was wow. So anyway, yeah, I mean, you can just you can go to Harlow if you want. We're sharing it all with the listeners on the 71th floor today. <laughs> well, I can tell you where I don't want to go, and that is to cryotherapy with Cherry. <laughs> Absolutely not. That was several minutes of our lives. <laughs> that will never get back. <laughs> that will never get back. I love this bit because the only thing that Simone was ever concerned about was she mentioned, she actually worded it, foreign objects inside the body. And actually, my first watch around was like, what is she, on earth is she talking about? And then it took me to this. <laughs> I, I thought maybe there was something inserted somewhere. That was my first thought. Oh my gosh. I think that's I think that's a poor indictment on my psyche. So. Oh my god, get your mind out of the gutter, guys. She was talking about breast implants. As we learned, oh. yes. Yeah. Well, it's good to know that uh should I ever get breast implants that they won't freeze <laughs> off in a cryo cryo chamber. I don't know. Would you would you guys do it? Oh. It, it seems like a fad. There's no Yeah. I don't think does. you see the results. Like Botox and filler, you see it immediately. Mm-hmm. A good haircut, a spray tan, cryotherapy, who's bothered about that? Yeah, Dill. I don't I don't think the cryo chamber's gonna <laughs> make much of a dent on, on what I need done, so <laughs> <laughs> I have no um, idea what the benefits are, and, and it didn't sell me. So yeah, it just seems cool. like a, a kind of weird way to spend lots of money and get really cold. 
Producer Tammy wants to know if any of us have ever done a vagina steam, and I can probably safely say that you two haven't. haven't, And I've only had my vagina for a few months. If the listeners don't know, I'm a post-op trans woman, so I haven't done one yet. Well, there's time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Later on, we go to a lovely ad agency with Jenna and her son Jake, And they're talking through some creative uh, ideas for their new TV ad. Yeah, well, Jake is looking gorgeous. We've met him in a couple of the seasons prior and, you know, he's been on his journey. I feel like we're definitely seeing more and more of Jake. Like, Jenna is definitely bringing him more and more out of these kind of things. Love that. And she's, like, very proud of him, you can tell. She is, yeah. Love. I I mean, it's smart because he is part of their tea business as well. He's a big part of that. And so kind of pushing him as the as the face of it is she's a businesswoman she knows what she's doing i know beta is itching to talk about the tea like oh my gosh oh my god i forgot (laughs) oh my goodness we didn't i oh my god if i knew we were going to talk about this i would have prepared maybe one day i mean we do film this podcast at night not late enough for me to have the sleep tea that i have from raw tea essentials but um, I do have it because Janet had a promotion to pre-order her tea bags, and um, yes, I've been tea bagged by Janet. And um, you got to go in the draw to win a high tea. And I mean, I'm waiting to hear about us winning so that we can have her on the podcast. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's sleep tea is usually comprised of chamomile and i absolutely hate chamomile but this is blended with lavender which i don't know it just it's actually quite gorgeous and at first it does taste a bit like weeds um (laughs) but and i think i i think i sent you guys a video of me trying it for the first time i was like oh my gosh no but i have been drinking it and it doesn't put you to sleep but it just Gives you like that routine of having a nice hot drink. Mm, gets you in the mood. And with that, I think we might need to go and take a little a little break. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the 71th floor. I've refilled my champagne, but I am eyeing up the sleepy tea after our little conversation. I was just thinking about the raw essentials tea and was kind of gagging at Janet, wanting just a bit of free, um, a free talent from the other housewives. But she also threatened that if they didn't do it, she's just going to get drag queens that look like, <laughs> look like the other housewives. I mean, they won't be hard up to find a Gina Liano drag queen. Mm, that's for sure. Truly. Well, they can just get Gina Liano. <laughs> I mean, I could do Kyla Kirkpatrick. I think absolutely. We've got a drag queen friend, Baby Freak. I think she could give us a bit of gamble. That would mm. be that would be camp. Gamble, yes. She could probably do our new girl. Oh, she could. Yeah. Oh, she could do a bit of Angela. I mean, yeah. this is yep. the moment. Producer Tammy reckons um, she could see Baby Freak as Simone, and apologies, a hundred percent agree. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Baby Freak rocks a blonde wig, so I can absolutely truly see that. should should fit in with Simone's uh, blonde girl squad. So. Later later yes. on in the episode, we we. See Simone after a few drinks, and that is baby freak. She's loose. She's loose. She's loose. Well, I think we can handle drag queens doing tea commercials, but waiting any longer to meet the seventh housewife? Not in this life. (laughs) I am so excited to meet Angelie Rao, absolute queen legend. Before we watched the episode, I was on YouTube 
looking up some of her old interviews, I found this sizzle reel. And like you, you were on the other end of the the text, so you know I was absolutely losing it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm oh my god, I did the same thing today. I literally, when I watched the episode for the second time round, I was like looking at all these different interviews um, because we hear from Angela that she tells us she's interviewed this person, this person, this person, and the first one I went to was Rihanna, and I was like, I need to see <laughs> what this is about. And it was so cute. Like she was talking to Rihanna in her. Um, good girl gone bad era and rihanna was Mm. singing a bit of umbrella to her angeli actually asked rihanna about the chris brown incident does she imagine being serenaded personally by rihanna that i don't think and at the time that song was huge you can meet the dalai lama you can hang out with jackie chan but like like not everyone gets serenaded by rihanna that is it was so cute i mean one thing we learn in the episode is that angeli loves to name drop and i mean I'm not mad at it because they are incredible names, but one that she kept mentioning was Kevin Spacey. (laughs) And I'm just like... Not appropriate. It's not maybe who I would sort of proudly boast about having having met. Uh, My personal favorite is Gwyneth Paltrow, and I watched that interview, and uh, she talks about when Ryan Murphy was getting her on Glee, (laughs) which is... Incredible. Like, that's a moment in history. Angelie is well-traveled and she's interviewed all these amazing people, but she is just down the road from me in South Yarra, which is this gorgeous apartment building. And Angelie, when are we going for coffee? Like... Not in this life. (laughs) Um, I believe, Chad, you might have a story about living in the same building as a housewife. That is so funny you say that, Luke. (laughs) Because I do have a story about living in the same building as a housewife. Here in Auckland, I remember I moved into this apartment um, a few years ago now, and we got this letter, and it was like, oh, there'll be a, f- a film crew in the building. And the first thing I did was I googled the film crew, and of course it was the Real Housewives of Auckland. So it, it took a little bit of figuring out to see which housewife they were referring to, but it was none other than Miss Angela Stone herself. Everything she touches turns to gold. <laughs> we did get to meet Angela, and... Um, she offered us over for drinks a few times. Nothing ever eventuated. We were always a bit busy, but yeah, we did run into her a lot. And I know. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough about Angela Stone. We need to go back to Angelie because that is the queen. Kyla comes over, I mean, and she we find out that... Well, oh my God. We find out that Angelie is bisexual, openly bisexual. Yes. Wow. Well, she said, she said, I'm not exactly straight. <laughs> I'm not exactly straight. I love that. She's divorced, single and bisexual. And honestly, I just have to tell you guys, when Angelie doesn't post much on Instagram, I think maybe she's made her Instagram for the purposes of being on the show. And... When I was following all the housewives on their Instagram in lead up to doing this podcast and doing the show, in fact, I'm going to pull it up on my phone right now and maybe we can um, we can show it on highlights on our Instagram. But this selfie here she posted, it's just her, like, just chilling. Yeah. And I remember looking at this, she posted this back on the 26th of May. And I was like, wow, like, she's quite hot for, like, a middle-aged woman. If that's what you're into. And (laughs) I think I've found out about myself, I don't know, since the 26th of May, that maybe I'm a little bit bisexual as well. I don't know. I'm just got some things to explore. And I was showing this this selfie to my friends the other weekend, and they're like, 
I was like, she's hot. And they're like, mm, if that if you're into 47 year old woman, I was like, well, maybe you are. <laughs> mommy, sorry, mommy. Like, <laughs> Gross. Representation matters. It does. And I, this was gorge. That's that's like that is so stunning. I love this new venture for you. <laughs> I really loved the way that Kyla reacted to it because it was to like to me, it seemed like a very typical straight woman's response to someone so queer coming mm. out and it was kind of a little i don't know like well-meaning but a little bit tone deaf like it was almost like she didn't know what to say like she yeah i don't know if she's ever had someone say this like come out to her um before but it was almost yeah yeah and it's like she said she said like you've doubled your options which is you know, really <laughs> That's not how it works a really crude crude way of putting it not how it works and then also like um, your your true friends don't care which way you swing, and it's like, well, I want them to care a little bit. Actually, I want them to be excited. So, I th- I thought that was um you know a, a kind of funny reaction, but I I, I love this for for Angelie. It kind of it means quite a lot to me to have uh, a queer housewife because hmm. this show kind of lives and dies by its queer fan base. Right, this show is like the oh, gayest yeah. thing on TV. Um, so to have a queer woman in the cast is like incredible. And the show is, I mean, typically like blonde white females and that she's just completely shaking up the franchise. And I don't know, Australia was probably the last country I'd expect to do something like this. So it's, it's very heartwarming to see this on TV and, I think from the way we were introduced to the storyline, I don't think it's going to be used as like a gimmick. I actually felt like really raw and real. And she just told Kyla as if it was no big deal. And it is no big deal. Um, I love no the way deal. she's owning it. She's like, I, I don't think she would let it become a gimmick because she's really no. like, she's taking this. She's she's going to tell this story. It's not going to be told about her. But <laughs> having having said that, when uh, I mean jumping ahead a little bit, but when uh, Jackie meets her for the first time later, Jackie and her angels kind of out her. Her homophobic angels. Her homophobic angels. I loved what she said. Like Jackie, you're not the first person or your angels to out me, and you won't be the last. A psychic outing. We already saw Angelie basically in her conversation with Kyla say that she's been outed by her ex partner before and we see it again with with jackie yeah have you ever been outed no no i don't think so i i definitely i definitely was at school but (laughs) sure sure. you know i was i just was like nah fuck you just brushed it (laughs) off we love angelie and if we didn't love her before i just at this point they're gonna lose it like this was everything it's hard not to be obsessed with this woman from what we've seen on social media before the before the season launched, they're really saying she's an actor, she's fake. I'm really going to be really interested to see how they, how it goes down that path because from what I see, I'm obsessed and I don't think anything could turn me against her. I'm I'm struggling to see so far how that how that's going to play out because to me right now, she's got a lot of credibility. Same. After we've uh, met Anjali, we uh, have a quick little moment with Gamble Bro at the Framers. She's taking some of her father's artwork to the picture framers to get them done. She looks so gorgeous. Like, Aubrey Hepburn, just, wow. Beautiful. What the fuck was happening here? This was... this. Was, it was this kind was of like her breeding, her breeding comment in the yeah. first episode. They're giving her this gay 
queer icon storyline. I mean, speaking of not exactly straight, um, her stepson, Lukey Wolfie. Lukey Wolf! Lukey Wolf! I'm I'm a fan, you know, my namesake. I've, we I've, love Lukey Wolf. I've inherited a, a nickname of him, so I, I have that to be thankful for. Yeah. Looking sharp. Yeah, it was it was, you know, a cute little a cute little scene. I think Gamble was like born to be the mother of a gay son. <laughs> she absolutely was. And on Instagram, Luke actually posted a screenshot of um, a conversation he had with Gamble when the episode was going to air, and he said that they cut the, a lot of the scene out and mostly they cut out the part where they were talking about his sex life because Gamble sort of teases him about how because they're looking at um, artworks of her dad that were of sort of abstract vaginas and Gamble teases Luke um, about how he's never seen one so I think they must have really gone into that more like a lot of, a lot of representation. I wish we'd kind of seen a little bit more of that a little less cryotherapy, a little more Loki Wolfie. Yeah, that's, that's my two cents. <laughs> I think I think you raise a good point when you say that she was born to have a gay son because looking at that conversation that Luke posted, it's like the previous messages he sent to Gamble. He's like, "You absolute bitch, are you watching tonight?" <laughs> and she's just like replying, saying, "Oh my god, I completely forgot the show is on." Like that relationship between. Gamble and Luke. It's just so cool to see. Like it's so cool. I love also that they're meeting at the picture framers because it's it's I don't know, it feels like quite a queer thing to um to have a, a local picture framer that you go to. Because you um, must have a picture framer to frame oh, yes. to frame your picture to frame your artworks and your portraits. Oh absolutely. And it's very cute that they're texting about the episode and Gamble doesn't even know it's on because she's actually busy filming Celebrity Apprentice. Which is quite iconic. That's right. Oh my goodness. I mean, right off the bat, it's a massive full circle moment because in season three, Gina, I guess in quotation marks, ruined Gamble's wedding because she was off watching herself on Celebrity Apprentice and now he's Gamble. <laughs> I love it. I I mean, I'm tempted to watch, to be honest, not just Gamble, but also uh, TikTok star Carla from Bankstown. Oh, we oh. love Carla from Bankstown. And Samantha Jade. We love Samantha, Samantha Jade. Jade. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. I think there's, is... there's a bit in there for, for us to enjoy. Something else I saw on social media this week, um, speaking of uh, Gamble on Celebrity Apprentice, uh, did you know that uh, Housewives alum Chica has a new homewares range? I'm excited about it. <laughs> this is very up your alley, Luke. It is so up my alley. Um, I I was on Instagram the other night and I tuned into a little live that Chica did, um, I guess with a friend of hers, and she sort of was talking about it and then at the end did a bit of Q&A. And I obviously had to ask, are you going to be doing a display tea towel? Because fun fact about me, I have like taken on the personality of this one scene from The Real Housewives of Melbourne where Chica berates her son BJ for wiping his hands on the display tea towel. A tea towel that is meant to be hung over the oven, but not used. It mustn't be used. It's for looking, not touching. I'm obsessed with that. So I will be purchasing the display tea towel. That was a wow moment. That was was wow. wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for indulging me in my... In my homewares obsession. We do take on the personalities of our favourite housewives. Like, I absolutely love Lydia and I strive to say, wow, as much as I absolutely can. 
in charge of definitely the gamble of the group. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a little break because we have a lot to get into when we talk about Kyla's champagne masterclass. Oh, can't wait. Wow, girls, the sun is setting up here on the 71th floor. The sunset is gorgeous tonight. Oh, it is warm up in the 71th floor. But, girls, I've got something quite exciting for us. We're off to champagne lessons with Kyla. Oh, my God. I thought I knew how to drink champagne, but apparently I've got quite a bit to learn. Um, But more importantly, the housewives are about to meet the final new housewife, Anjali Rao. Yes, and they're doing so at the Emerald Peacock, which this whole scene is very me. Like, Kyla Kirkpatrick is wearing a gorgeous emerald green dress, which is from Beckenbridge, and I only know this because she messaged me and told me where it was from because I, <laughs> I love that. I pestered her on Instagram to, to know where the dress was from. Um, you can and, see, you, you, you know that here at the 71th floor, we are... We are doing the hard work. We are getting the information for you. We absolutely are. We're not afraid to pester the housewives on your (laughs) behalf. And I mean, besides the gorgeous emerald green dress at the Emerald Peacock, I mean, I mean, they all, this was quite a a wow moment um, in Mm. terms of looks and Simone. Can we talk about Simone for a minute? Yes, we can talk about Simone for a minute. (laughs) Her bob. Yeah, so... Last week she had, and and earlier this week I think, she had gorgeous long blonde hair. And this week... It's a bop. And I mean, we know from our Instagram that her hair is done by the amazing Rachel, the hairstylist on Instagram, who follows us. We love her. And she absolutely turns out all Simone's hair. She is turning it out. It was unclockable. We were we were gagged. We were shook. She's doing such a good job. And she was so nice when we were chatting with her the other day um, on the 71th floor Instagram. She yeah. was just so friendly and so nice. And uh, deep friend of the pod. I love deep love friend of the pod. We're obsessed. But yes, you are correct. Angelie walks in and we mentioned it before. There's a psychic outing there's homophobic angels it's all happening <laughs> gamble says toot toot the angel express has arrived <laughs> what does that even mean like <laughs> gamble has her guns out for angelie from the get-go she does Ga- gamble gamble really just like isn't gagging for her i i mean no. Angelie looks incredible i love this sort of sparkly sheer moment gamble's gamble's face this whole thing like the introduction, um, Angelie arriving, like Gamble's face, she just is not impressed with this. She's got her <laughs> foot on Angelie's neck at this point. Like <laughs> so does. And I mean, maybe Gamble's drunk at this point. I mean, we know Gamble doesn't really drink champagne, which we see when she asks Kyla to open her beer with the sword. Sha- uh, see, I love I loved this moment. So Kyla doing subarage was just everything because it, it's theatre, and it reminded me. It, rem- it reminded me of at Jackie's uh, party where she did the um, La Mascara yes. uh, like tea launch. I think it was her husband Ben trying to 
trying to he open tried, champagne yes. and couldn't do it. Had to get the the wait stuff to come do it. So it was just a bit of a gag to see Kyla kind of just do it so effortlessly, so elegant. Oh my god! Oh. I thought you were going to talk about um, I don't know our friend Harry posted on Instagram a few like it must be a couple of years ago now and his friend had the bottle of champagne or bubbles or whatever it was <laughs> and the huge knife and Harry's just got this perfect shot on Instagram of this girl like slicing the lid off this bottle and the whole thing just shattered everywhere it shatters <laughs> into millions of pieces I was thinking about that actually because I was like I would I would never even attempt this no. because of that video. Yeah. I'm too scared. I think about it every time. We must need to go to a champagne masterclass to learn these things. And I think you must need to really learn the skills because I absolutely loved when Gamble sort of grabbed the sword and Kyla in her sort of... I mean, this is the way she speaks, but in a sort of whiny accent, she's like, put my sword down. Get like, your put my sword. sword down. Put me my sword down. It's like... All right, Gamble, put the sword down. And I mean, we we do learn quite a bit in this episode because Kyla does teach us how to take the cork out. And she says... Oh, I, I tried this today. I learned something. When I opened my Prosecco, I, I gripped it from the bottom and I turned it from the bottom. And you can feel the torque of the bottle really like yes. really works. It, but uh, when I opened my bottle, it did not sigh like a lady. It did scream like a whore. Maybe you should apply that next time you're in the Air New Zealand Kauru Lounge. Oh, you <laughs> bitch. This is definitely an in-joke, but for our listeners, do we have your permission, Luke, to post this video of Luke trying to open a champagne, <laughs> well, a Prosecco bottle in... The- I'll, I'll dig it out. I, I think I was on the way to Mardi Gras in Sydney, and I was at... Uh, it was not even, like, the Kauru Lounge. It's just the strata lounge at Auckland airport, like the, the kind of well, airport sorry. run lounge. And um, I was like, I'm going to have a little, a little glass of bubbles. So I had to go and open it. And I thought I'd be slick and try and Instagram it in one hand, open it with the other. And as it opened, it just, it must've been like shook up a little bit or a bit warm. It just sprayed everywhere. But my instinct was to put my thumb over the opening, which just made it so much worse, and it just sprayed fucking everywhere <laughs> in that front of this. Is tragic. It was tragic. I think and about it this. Just went. I, it went everywhere. It went all over all the glasses, and like this, this lounge is packed. Like it was. I just poured. I, I still poured my drink, and I scuttled off back to my seat. It was mortifying. <laughs> And then, I, and then I had a lovely three and a half hour flight just to sit and think about what I'd done. Oh, wow. You, that definitely screamed like a whore. did not sigh like a lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, the whole sort of point of this little thing was how to open a champagne bottle. And we've learned in previous seasons that Janet's number one fear is um, champagne corks. And I love that that's her number one fear and that the producers literally went and cast a literal sword-wielding professional cork popper like they're like janet's not afraid of snakes we're not going to send her to the zoo she's not afraid of heights we're not going to send her rock climbing she's afraid of champagne corks oh here's the champagne dame (laughs) my favorite part was um janet got up there and she was trying to um explain to the group how she opens um a champagne bottle with the cork and the look on kyla's face she looks mortified that janet is touching this bottle and like she looks like she's like, don't do it, don't do it. Because she thinks, to me, it looked like she thought that Janet was going to open the bottle in front of everyone. But Kyla stepped in. And and everyone is drunk at this point. 
Like, oh my god. <laughs> Simone is smashed. I, I found it quite funny because Kyla, you could see that she really struggled not being in control. It's so true. And there was this moment, there was this moment where she asked about the the like coupe glasses. And she's like, why do we drink out of these? And Janet says, it's because it looks like Marie Antoinette's boob. And um, and Kyla was just like, that's my line. <laughs> like, don't, like, can you not? I think, I think Simone maybe had one or two lines in this episode and she introduces the sort of never have I ever game. But that's mm. all she says. The rest of this episode, Simone is smashed i was trying honestly i was trying she knows how to have a good time i think i think we'd have a good time i was trying so hard to concentrate on what what else was happening because the cameras kept panning to simone and every (laughs) shot she just looked trash like she looked like she was having so much fun and honestly i can resonate with this because this is me at every kind of social gathering just (laughs) a woman after our own she is and i mean it's so classically australian so classically new zealand that to when you get drunk and play never have i ever even housewives (laughs) do it and yeah (laughs) i mean and the questions are fairly standard i i liked that kyla and angeli both drank when um they asked if you've ever cheated on your Mm. partner and they both had a sip but i mean I think maybe Cherry is Gamble used to be the um, the housewife that the producers were in the era of this season. I think it's definitely Cherry because she sort of asks, oh, yeah. "Never have I ever had a nasty thought about any of the girls in this room <laughs> oh, ever." God. And it's oh, like, no. "Oh right, okay." But anyway, that sort of leads into this next disagreement between Gamble and Angelie. Angelie's like, "Well, I just met you, so obviously I don't have shitty thoughts about you." Gamble's like, that's bullshit. Like, of course, you, you've you got something mean to say about Kyla. And Angelie's like, nope. <laughs> that's bullshit. And I think the, the premise of this, you can actually see it on Angelie's Instagram. This was when they announced the original season five cast when it still included right, Gina and yeah. Lydia. Gamble and Angelie were on this podcast thing together and from what we can tell in this episode at the end of that podcast they sort of gamble sort of said you know maybe let's gang up on kyla when the season comes around or whatever and um angeli sort of said no i never said that and so again back with the chinese whispers and um (laughs) gamble accuses angeli of being a liar and i mean i'm not a liar no gamble doesn't run in gangs darling She's very. She gets very upset about this. She's she kind of like kind of snaps a little bit. I think she's been she's drunk. She's wow, you really are full of shit. She says. <laughs> I was I know. honestly, I was I was distracted at this point, and I, I I didn't even know what was happening because, again, I was just too sidetracked by Simone. Like <laughs> every Simone. every shot of her, like <laughs> she just was visibly drunker and drunker, and I was like. This is iconic. <laughs> Angeli tells us what Gamble had said at that podcast, and it made me laugh because truly only Gamble could have thought of this. Gamble wanted to call Kyla the smelly ear instead of a sommelier, which is like, you know, a, a wine expert, wine taster. I Like, who who else but Gamble <laughs> would say smelly ear? Like, it's... it's it's truly just whimsical and kind of silly. No one and, else would do it. And uh, I think they whittled it down. Even Kyla said in her master interview, 
that's only something Gamble would say. So I think they've got a pretty good idea. And I mean, Angelie did say, this woman is nuttier than squirrel poo. So, I mean, she's giving us some (laughs) whimsical one-liners as well. I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. But, I mean, they do resolve this whole situation quite similar to Soak Bar at the start where Janet just sort of... So, I personally am waiting for uh, some drama that will go continue through a few episodes because... Mm, It really feels like they're trying to... They're trying to not let these things yeah. run off too quickly. Like they don't want, they don't want mm, this drama, drama to be the drama. And you can kind of, you can kind of get the sense that they're a bit concerned about. I don't want to be the center of attention in the drama for the whole season, which I kind of get, especially if you're one of the new girls. Yeah, and I mean, I think we see next episode we're going to see a little bit more of Jackie's IVF journey, and there is a pool party at Angelie's house, and I think that. Maybe Anjali talking about her her three yachts and all these other things, she might provoke Gamble a little bit more. So even though this wasn't the drama of the season, I think Gamble and Anjali is still going to be, you know, a, a, a sensitive point. I did I, I did take some notes. Um, not many, because this is all I've got written down. The drama seemed like dot, 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 nothing, LOL. And then the note underneath is Simone again, fixing her hair (laughs) something that i really enjoyed was jackie kind of bringing her sort of moral view into it because we've seen in housewives before jackie she she's the one who'll tell you if it's a lie or if it's not a lie she was egging gamble on earlier to get the sword out and do it with the bear (laughs) (laughs) but jackie said something which i thought was hilarious because of how ridiculous it is she said when something doesn't make sense, it's not true. Wow. Zaling. <laughs> Zaling. Wow. That is... That is... If, you, if, if it doesn't make sense to you, can't be real. Can't be true. Well, I mean, they do go on a girl's trip next episode that we see. And um, I think they're off to Cannes. So I think... Does the Housewives franchise have some sort of discount promo code or something with the Far North Queensland? Because... We've seen the Auckland Housewives, we've seen um, the Sydney Housewives, we've seen all the Housewives go to either Port Douglas or Cairns, like, (laughs) and now we see it again. Truly. I think it also doesn't help that they can't leave the country at the moment. That's true, yeah. Exactly. We'll definitely have a 71th floor live from Northern Queensland, and you'll be able to catch all of it on the 71th floor Instagram, at 71th floor, or on our Twitter the 71th floor absolutely well girls i think it's time for a little segment that we call i'm the fucking queen where we decide who was the fucking queen of the week and who should kindly go drown in the pool (laughs) absolutely yeah let's let's start with you chad i mean it's probably quite obvious but um i actually have the first my first option was scribbled out um, and then next to it, I've got written Simone. Um, Simone is yes. the queen of the week for me because um, because of the end of the episode at the Champagne Masterclass, um, she was so funny. Like she didn't even have, like you said, she didn't even have any lines, but um, it was it was hilarious. Um, and she yeah. stole the show. Um, and my drown in the pool. Well, drown in the pool. <laughs> Drowning in the pool for me this week <laughs> is Cherry. She just didn't really. Oh. She just didn't give anything in the episode. Um, I feel like we didn't even see much of her. She didn't have much to say. Um, 
so yeah, it's cherry for me. All right, Bina, who's your queen of the week? Well, I'm, I think I have to go with Kyla again for the second week in a row. And as I was watching the episode, or after I watched the episode live last night, and I then I went it. to bed and I was thinking about what I was going to say on the podcast, I think Kyla is honestly my new favorite housewife, even more than Lydia because that is a wow moment oh wow that is a big statement from bina (laughs) wow for me kyla is just everything and i love seeing her in emerald green i love seeing her on her champagne masterclass for me i'm gonna have a hard time not putting kyla as my queen to be honest but (laughs) she for me it was just more personal reasons i'm just obsessed with kyla so she's my queen oh fabulous all right, and now let's get down to business. Who's going to go drown in the pool? Well, drown in the pool. Honestly, this week, Loki Wolf, you can go drown in the pool because this episode was all about... Oh, no. Me? No, Gamble... <laughs> not you, Luke. Gamble's Loki Wolf can go and... Well, drown in the pool. Because this episode was all about bisexual representation. He's never even seen a vagina, so he can go drown in the pool. Go drown in the pool, Loki Wolf. I'm sure we will be seeing more of Loki Wolf. <laughs> Like, who is your queen? I'm the fucking queen. Fuck you. My my queen of the week has to be Anjali. I am still just obsessed. I'm still just kind of in awe of her. Like, she's everything. She's killing it. She's gorgeous. She's a bisexual and proud. Like, I couldn't couldn't love her more, to be honest. Period. But who's going to go... Well, drown in the pool. Um, this one's really easy for me. Cherry can go drown in the pool, or more accurately, she can go drown in the cryotherapy chamber. That was painful. <laughs> Sorry. I feel you, girl. It's not happening. Well, girls, honestly, this episode is definitely setting us up for the rest of the season. I think it's all about to kick off. I can't wait to see what else the housewives have in store for us, but... I, I don't want to be a party pooper, but I did just order an Uber and he's one minute away, so I gotta go. <laughs> oh, she gotta go. <laughs> Elevators here, girls. Well, I'll see you on the ground floor. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok, 71th floor. We're also on Instagram, 71th floor, and on Twitter, the 71th floor. Make sure you follow us and check for all the behind the scenes photos. Um, and some exclusive video content as well. Of me spraying an airport lounge. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Bye.